Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis how we don't want to follow Abraham in his sin of lying, but we want to follow Abraham in his strength and how he recovered from his sin. This message is available for free download at friendshipwithgod.org. We want to thank you so much for your listenership and your support of the Friendship with God radio program. Now, as Christmas is approaching and Hanukkah, Just a few weeks away, Tom Cantor has written a 17-page gospel track called How a Jew Learned the True Meaning of Christmas. Now, this track will help you to reach lost Jewish people at Christmas time, whether they're at your work or maybe they're just friends or neighbors or someone you know. This track has a wonderful illustration that is even good for Gentiles or Jewish people. It's a wonderful track. Now, this booklet is not available on our website, and we truly do have a limited supply of them. But it is available for a donation amount, any amount, today, if you call us at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. You can get Tom Cantor's gospel tract, 17-page gospel tract on how a Jew learned the true meaning of Christmas. Call us today for a donation of any amount, 1-800-247-3051. Now, your donation support of the Friendship with God radio program not only keeps us with this teaching program on the radio, but it will also help Jewish and Gentile people to be reached with the gospel, not just over the airwaves, but at Israel Restoration Ministries and the Friendship with God radio program, we have massive door-to-door evangelization campaigns, and during our outreach campaigns, we reach 1.2 million Jewish doors per year. Now, we promote the program by giving out gospel invitations to listen with door hangers and impact cards. And these gospel invitations go to Jewish people and Gentiles. So without your support of this program and this station, we could not reach the Jew first with the gospel, as well as the Gentiles with the gospel. So today, we're offering you a 17-page gospel track booklet from Tom Cantor called How a Jew Learned the True Meaning of Christmas. You're going to need this at Christmas time, Hanukkah time. It's going to be a great track to help you reach lost Jewish people, especially at Christmas, especially at Hanukkah, those that are around you at work, Those that are Jewish, and even good for those that aren't Jewish, it's got a wonderful illustration in there that's great for anyone to understand the true meaning of Christmas. Now, this track booklet's not available on our website. Again, we truly have a limited supply of them, but it's available for a donation of any amount today if you call us right now at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. 1-800-247-3051. Thanks for your support. We've received so many emails and phone calls and letters and support how this program has impacted your life, but we still need you to support the program and make a difference by getting the gospel out there to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And we want you today to get this track booklet as a way to say thank you for your support. Now here's Tom Cantor as we continue our study from the book of Genesis and as we study the life of Abraham. Now, if you turn in your Bibles here to Genesis chapter 13, we're going to begin now. And uh, first of all, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for being a teaching God because we're a people that need so much to be taught by you. And so we pray this morning, Lord, come to this room and teach us through your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, Genesis chapter 13, follow along, please. I'll start here. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him, into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and gold. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai, unto the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first. 
And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also, which went up, with, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together. For their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelt then in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen. For we be brethren, is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. And if thou wilt take the left hand, then I'll go to the right hand. If thou depart to the right hand, then I'll go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest out of Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the land of Jordan, plain of Jordan, And Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves one from the other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan. Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And the Lord said unto Abram, after Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, southward, eastward, westward. For all the land that thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I'll make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, and the breadth of it, for I'll give it unto thee. Then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. Oh, that's a nice chapter. Anyway, so now as we have left now chapter 12, We've been impressed as we've gone from chapter 12 with two great promises that Jehovah Jesus made to Abram, which we look back, and you can see in verse 1 there of um, 1 and 2 of chapter 12, that the two promises that God gave to Abraham was the land of Israel was given to Abram and his seed, Abraham's seed, and the people of Abraham would be large. And we know from the Lord Jesus Christ And what he said to qualify what's meant by the people of Abraham, that there are two groups in the people of Abraham. One group's called Abraham's seed, and another group is called Abraham's children. And that was all given to us in John chapter 8, 37-39, when this dispute occurred between the Lord Jesus Christ and his enemies, who were obviously Jewish, And he says, I know, looking to them, he said, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, group one. And you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father. You do that which you've seen with your father. And they answered and said to them, Abraham was our father. And Jesus saying to them, if you were Abraham's children, group two, You would do the works of Abraham. So in that vital passage of John 8, 37-39, we have the two groups laid out for us. Abraham's seed, Abraham's children. Abraham's seeds, their descendants, physical descendants of Abraham, Jewish people. A person is born a physical descendant of Abraham. And during that conversation that he was having there in John 8, he was addressing some of Abraham's seed who he said were trying to kill him. So apart from Abraham's seeds, quite different, is another group that he called Abraham's children, who are the followers of Abraham, 
who are made up of both Jewish and non-Jewish people. A person's not born a follower of Abraham. A person becomes a follower of Abraham by being born a second time, being born again. So the followers of Abraham, or Abraham's children, they follow Abraham into believing and trusting and obeying Jehovah Jesus. And so during that conversation, very important, in John 8, he told those Jewish people that Abraham's children do the works of Abraham. And the works of Abraham were simply to believe and to trust, and their works would be seen by the obedience to Jehovah Jesus. So those are the two great promises that God made to Abraham about the land and about the people. So we see the people are divided into two, the seed, Abraham's seed, Abraham's children, physical, spiritual. So God's desire was for Abraham's seed to have the land of Israel. And it took thousands of years for Abraham's seed to finally get or obtain the land of Israel, at least part of it. And God's desire was for Abraham's seed to become Abraham's children. And we're still waiting, and that's been thousands of years. But it says in verse 2 of chapter 12, it uses this word great. It says, I'll make of thee a great nation. I'll make thy name great, he says. Everything's great. God is. But what's important to see about this verse 2 is that it's God who's making it great. God is going to make the name great. God is going to do it. He's going to make the great nation. He's going to make the, great, the name great. It's not them making themselves great. It's God making them great. We will continue finishing with Tom Cantor's message from the life of Abraham. And it's been exciting studying the life of Abraham, who is the father of the Jewish people and nation. Now, Tom Cantor wants to help you to better understand the Jewish people. So today we're offering a two-disc DVD teaching set about the Jewish people. It's called The Jewish People, Past, Present, and Future, as seen in the life of Joseph. It's a wonderful two-disc DVD set that we'd like to offer you today for a donation amount of $50 or more. So please call us today at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 to get a copy of this two-disc DVD teaching set from Tom Cantor on the Jewish people. 1-800-247-3051. And that's for a donation amount of $50 or more, and we'll be able to send you that two hours of teaching from Tom Cantor. This great two-disc set will help you to better understand the Jewish people, their past, their present, their future, as seen in the life of Joseph in Scriptures. Now, we're offering this, again, for a donation amount of $50 or more. You can get this two-disc DVD set so you can learn more about the Jewish people, their past, their present, their future, and great Tom Cantor teaching. So call us today for your donation amount of $50 or more. We'll send that to you, one 800 247 3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Now, we also have a book written by Tom Cantor called Understanding the Jewish Messiah and the History and Future of the Jewish People Through the Life of Joseph. This book shows you the biblical past, present, and future of the Jewish people. Now, call us today so you can learn more about God's lost, chosen nation of people. Now, we're offering this to you today for a donation amount of $50 or more. Again, call us 1-800- 247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 
For a donation of $50 or more, we've got the two-disc DVD set or the book from Tom Cantor on understanding the past, present, and future of the Jewish people. Now, remember, your donation doesn't just help keep this radio program going on your station in your city, but it also supports Israel Restoration Ministries and the gospel going out to millions and millions of lost people, especially lost Jewish people. And we have door-to-door evangelism that takes place with IRM missionaries that not only put out gospel tracts about the Friendship with God radio program, millions of them, but they also put out millions and millions of gospel gifts to lost Jewish people every year. We've reached millions with the gospel the past three years. So please call us, support this program. You can also donate online at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. But call us for that offer today of $50 or more. We'll send you the DVD or the book of Understanding the Jewish People, 1-800-247-3051, 1-800-247-3051. Now here's Tom Cantor as we continue studying the life of Abraham. So you look, we look at verses 2 and 3, and we see how the blessing comes as a result of God doing this making great. There he does, see? Blessing that extends to all the families of the earth. So when Abraham's seed becomes Abraham's children, then they become great. And when Abraham's seed becomes Abraham's children, then they become a blessing to all the families of the earth. As it says about the Jewish people in Romans eleven fifteen. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? And so we wait for Abraham's seed to become Abraham's children. It's already taken thousands of years, but we don't think it's going to take much longer because we see dark clouds now over the land of Israel. And, we, we're, and so we don't think we have to wait much longer because it's, what's predicted looks like it's going to happen soon in Romans eleven twenty six. And so all Israel shall be saved. That is written there, as is written. There shall come out of Zion the deliverer who shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Okay? And then in Zechariah 13, 9, God says, like he said, going to make the name great. He says, I will bring the third part, the third part of the Jewish people, the part that remains. Two-thirds die, one-third remains. He says, I'll bring that third part through the fire, and I'll refine them as silver is refined. I'll try them as gold is tried. They'll, and what's going to happen? He says, they'll call on my name, and I will hear them, and I'll say, it's my people. And they'll say, the Lord's my God. That's going to be a day. When the Jewish people call the Lord Jesus Christ their God. Can't wait for that one. Anyway, so Abraham means father, father of multitude. And so for us, when we study about Abraham, we're not just doing a sterile study here of some historical character named Abraham. We're studying the person who's our our father. We're children of Abraham. We want to be like him. And so we want to follow him. We don't want to follow him in his sin of lying. We don't want to do that part. But we want to follow him in his strength. And so, and, and how he recovered from his sins. So Paul made that clear. He says in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, he says, Be followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. So Paul was saying to him, follow me. So he's telling him, follow him in how he followed the Lord Jesus Christ. Not when he was not following the Lord Jesus. And when we study Abraham, that's what we should do. We should, we should say, I'm going to follow Abraham as he followed God. We follow Abraham, we follow Paul, we follow pastors. It's limited to only as they are following God, see? All right, now, 
So as we look back over chapter 12, we can see an illustration in this history that we've just studied of 2 Timothy 3.16. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for four things. For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. So this verse tells us that God, what God does through his Bible. When we have a crisis over what is right, and we don't do what is right, then God addresses that crisis in our lives through the Bible, which tells us the doctrine, what is right. It tells us the reproof, what's not right in our lives. It gives us correction, how to get right in our lives, and instruction, how to stay right. And that's what we saw here in chapter 12, as Abraham goes over this crisis of what is right and did what was not right in regard to his relation to his wife. So in verse 2, when God said to Abraham, I'll make of thee a great nation, the word thee was God's doctrine for what is right. What is right, Abraham? Thee means Abraham and Sarah. And so Sarah was indispensably important for Abraham. So Abraham should do nothing that risks Losing Sarah, him losing Sarah. So that wasn't such a good idea to put her in a place where she would be taken as another man's wife. So God's doctrine as to what is right is Sarah and and Abraham are a unit. So Abraham has this crisis over what's right. He denies Sarah as his wife. She's taken to become Pharaoh's wife. That's not good. Then in verses 18 through 19, when Pharaoh called Abraham and rebuked him, With all those three questions we covered last week, which had pelted Abraham, one after the other, Abraham could do nothing but hang his head lower and lower. Anyway, why did you do this? What did you do to me? Why did you tell your sister? Why didn't you say her as wife? And so forth. So that was God's reproof showing Abraham what it was not right what he did. And then in verse 19, when Pharaoh says to Abraham, this is your wife. Behold thy wife. That was God's correction for Abraham, showing Abraham how to get right, that Abraham should see Sarah as his indispensable wife. And then in verse 20 in the chapter there, when Pharaoh sends Abraham away and his wife, that they should go and they should stay together. That's how, that was God's instruction for Abraham on how he should stay right. Don't separate from her, Sarah. All right. Now, we come in verse 1 through 2. And so as we open this chapter, 13, start a history now. History is going to be of a conflict between Abraham and his nephew Lot. And so we read in chapter 13, verse 1, Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, all he had, Lot with him, into the south. Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. So we see how Abraham went up out of Egypt into the south. Now the Bible begins now to describe positions, geographical positions in terms of the land, in terms of the land of Israel, in terms of Canaan. So the land around the Nile is at sea level, and so Abraham's going up to the hills of Bethel, which are about 2,500 feet, and so it's spoken of as going up. And you notice in verse 1, there's a very important word before the word south. It says the south when it comes to where Abraham went. Obviously, Egypt is more south than Israel, than Canaan. But so Abraham, it's not saying that Abraham went in the direction of the south, because he didn't. But he went into the south, which indicates, again, the Bible is describing 
locations in terms of the land. They were talking about the south of the land. He went into the land, went into the south of Canaan. Now, I read in verse 2, it says that Abraham was very rich. Now, literally, the word for rich, it's an interesting word, is the word kaved, is the word for rich that's used here. It's an interesting word. It means heavy, like weighed down. So literally, this verse says Abraham was very rich. You could say Abraham was very weighed down, you know, in cattle and silver and in gold. So the Bible describes riches as a weight, something that weighs you down. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I should only be so weighed down, right? <laughs> like the prayer of Tevye, Lord, you made many, many poor people. I realize, of course, it's no shame to be poor, but it's no great honor either. So what would it be so terrible if I had a little fortune? You know, if I were a rich man. Anyway, so the Bible describes Abraham's little fortune. It wasn't so little, but anyways, it describes Abraham's fortune with this word rich and in verse 2, and it's this very important word, kaved, very heavy. It says Abraham was kaved meod. It was very heavy, very heavy. It didn't mean fat. It wasn't like meat, you know, but I mean, that's not what it means. So we want to grab a hold of this word, kaved, as heavy, it's translated heavy, that's translated rich here because it's got a lot of meaning. It's got a lot of instruction for us. It's interesting. We actually just covered the first use of that word. We just covered it. Of course, I didn't say anything, so, you know, who knew? But anyway, we just covered a verse where the word kaved was used for the first time in the Bible. I'm going to show you, I'm tell you what that verse is, and then you tell me which word it is you think that's translated, that's kaved in the original. Okay, it's Genesis 12.10. So look at Genesis 12.10, all right? And it says, and there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. Okay, can you guess what word is kaved? Oh, yeah, okay, so it's an easy question, all right. So, <laughs> that's right. It's the word grievous. It's the word grievous. That's interesting, because in that verse, kaved is translated grievous. Thank you for listening to the Friendship with God radio program with Tom Cantor. We appreciate your listenership and support of this program. Today we have another great offer for you. Many of you know that Tom Cantor is a great Bible teacher, a pastor, an evangelist, and a CEO. But maybe you didn't know that he's also a successful scientist. That's right. In fact, Tom Cantor has written a short booklet of his life story and his study of science and creationism. It's a 48-page power-packed testimony of his life and how science supports biblical truths of creationism. And this wonderfully titled book is called How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist. How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist. There is no true story out there quite like this one from the life of Tom Cantor. And he's got a unique life story. And this is his search for the truth of God and we've recorded it in this wonderful book, How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist. And it shows how the Creator is easily seen in science and the Bible. This is a very popular evangelism book for Jewish and Gentiles alike. Now you can get this book, How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist, free today by calling us at 1-800-247-3051. And for any donation of any amount today, we'll give you that book for free how a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist by Tom Cantor, his life story as a scientist, and how his search for God 
showed that we were created 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 for any donation amount of any size today. Call us. We'll send you this book, 48-page booklet on how Tom Cantor saw that science and the Bible completely agree and how he became a scientific creationist being Jewish himself. So he's not only a great Bible teacher, pastor, evangelist, and CEO, but he's also a successful scientist, and you can read about his story and his life and how he understood creationism from the Bible, from science, from the scriptures, how a Jew became a scientific creationist. Call us today, and for a donation of any amount, we'll send you this book from Tom Cantor, 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Now, your donation helps to keep the Friendship with God radio program going across the airwaves, but it also helps the gospel to go out to millions and millions of people, especially lost Jewish people throughout the U.S., Israel, South America, Canada, America. It's going out door-to-door through our IRM missionaries and this radio program, Friendship with God. And your tax-deductible donation and support helps to get the gospel out to Jewish people and to Gentiles. So by you financially supporting this program, you are helping the gospel to go to the Jew first, as it says in Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, that's the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now your support of the Friendship with God radio program keeps us on the airwaves with teaching, and we do get Jewish people that listen in as well too, but it also helps the gospel to go to the Jew first as we reach millions of lost Jewish people every year with the gospel. We want you to support and be a part of that. So go to friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org to be able to donate online or call us today at 1-800-247-3051. We do need your support. 1-800-247-3051. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow.